It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Coming up on the Watch Us Thrive podcast. I thought that I was this independent, I am okay, I can do it all woman. I think I still have that, but I realized that I don't need to be that. So detaching myself from that identity that I have for the past, I don't know how many years, it has been difficult. I've been going through all the stages of loss, grieving, frustration, resentment towards myself. And also, I guess, towards other people, because I feel like because of their actions, I had to become this person that now I don't want to be anymore. It's just been like a whole shift of an identity. Sometimes when, you know, we're in your 30s, you think, oh, you already kind of have everything said, who you are, who you want to be, what you want to do. And I thought that. And then this past couple of years, everything has changed for me. And it's been hard to detach myself from that. It's been really hard. And people be like, oh, that's nothing. No, it's not because this is who I thought I was. And now I have to find myself again. And it feels a little frustrating because how is it that everybody else knows what they want? And I'm here still figuring it out in my 30s. Hey Thrivers, this is your girl Lee Ann and you are tuned in to the Watch Us Thrive podcast, a personal development podcast that talks about mental health, healing from trauma that keeps us stuck in shitty relationships, and how we can reconnect with our inner magic. After overcoming a life-changing event of domestic violence in March of 2021, I now use my voice to share my story to create change and to normalize these uncomfortable conversations around taboo topics. I'm passionate about creating a safe space to talk about the trauma people have experienced and how we can turn our pain into power. I truly believe that you don't need to let your trauma define who you are and you can heal from it. The first step is to talk about it. I also feature amazing guests that I've met along the way of my own healing journey to share their stories of what they've gone through and how they overcame it. We all have a story to tell, and the Watch Us Thrive podcast is a platform to normalize these uncomfortable conversations. Listen to brand new episodes available on all major podcast streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
brand new episodes drop every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and the occasional bonus episode in between. Like I say all the time, we're going to talk about the shit that you don't want to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. Let's get into it. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to remind you to follow me on social media. I'm primarily on Instagram, so follow me at Watch Us Thrive Podcast. You can also follow me on TikTok under the same handle, Watch Us Thrive Podcast, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Finally, follow your girl on Twitter at WUT Podcast underscore what podcast underscore. Be sure to visit my website, WUTPodcast.com. And if you're interested in being a guest on my show, send an email to info at wutpodcast.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Kim, oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you, Leanne. I am so excited too. I know that we've been trying to do this for a while, but we're finally here. We're finally here and you're by yourself because you were a part of the abortion podcast panel. You shared a little bit of your story, but I really wanted you to come on by yourself and just learn more about this amazing woman that I've connected with thanks to my sister. Before we even jump into it, let's start off with an introduction for people who are meeting you for the first time. Please let my audience know who is Kim. Well, hello, everyone, first of all. And well, Kim is a lot of things. An immigrant from Ecuador. I'm a millennial. Yay. During the day, I do marketing. I'm a marketing manager. And I guess I don't want to say it during night because we do it all the time, like throughout the day. I create content. I'm also a podcaster. I am a host of the Cheese Me The Matter podcast, which Leah was part of too. So you go check out her episode. It's amazing. And I am just someone who is just trying to discover more things about herself and just live life, like really live life. And I guess we could get into that because people can say, hey, you know, that's really nothing, but it's huge. It may sound simple, but it's a little bit more difficult than it sounds. But that's who I am. So I am here to share my story. And thank you, Leanne, once again. Absolutely. And we're definitely going to dive deep into that because the person that you are and the way that you show up online, I'm like, she's so interesting. And I just love the content that you create because you're so vulnerable and you talk about a lot of real life shit that people don't like to talk about, but we need to talk about, which is why I wanted you on my podcast, because we're going to talk about it. <laughs> of course. Hello. That's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But before we talk about present day Kim, I always like going back to childhood and adolescent with every guest that comes on. So paint the picture for my listeners. What was life like for you growing up? I know you said that you're an immigrant. And if there's any major moments that stick out for you that you're willing to share with my audience that were kind of pivotal for you during that time, the floor is yours. I was born and raised in Ecuador. So I was born in Ecuador. I was there for like maybe six months. And then my parents came to the United States when I was a baby and we came here, we lived here for maybe five or six years. And then we went back to Ecuador. And then I stood there until I graduated from high school. And then I came to the United States to pursue my higher education in college, because that's what we used to do in my family. Everybody will get their education in Ecuador and then come here for college. 
So growing up was interesting. I'm going through therapy and lately I've been kind of remembering things about my childhood because believe it or not, sometimes we suppress them. Not because of being traumatic, it's just life, right? And I'm the type of person that I used to get very busy to just forget, right? And kind of live in the moment. That's what I thought I would live in the moment was, but I was really kind of covering up a lot of things. And we can get into that later. But Growing up, my childhood was a little restricted because I used to be asthmatic. So I developed asthma when I went back to Ecuador when I was five years old. I was restricted to doing a lot of things. Like I couldn't eat certain things because I was living with my grandparents too. They didn't want me to eat ice cream, lemon, because all of those things will help you with the asthma. So I couldn't do a lot of things that kids did, like going to the park because of el polvo, the dust. It was very restrictive. So when I started school... I guess I got a good childhood, but then it became a little bit more difficult when my parents got divorced. And I knew my parents didn't love each other anymore. Like I sense it. I will watch my dad coming back home late. My mom had to work a lot. So one day my dad came and sat us down and told us that they were going to get separated. Right. And for some reason, that was such a relief for me. Oh my God, it was about time. You know, a lot of kids would be like, oh my God, no, my parents are getting divorced. No, my sister was like that. My sister was heartbroken. My little brother, he was three years old. He didn't know anything. And then I'm like, okay, so they did the divorce and all that. It was always a back and forth. My dad had to give us money, but he would be late. So my mom couldn't go buy stuff and this and that. So my mom had to take the role of a father and a mother. So she started working a lot. So I wouldn't see her much. I would stay with the maid that we had over there or my aunt. After that, I had to kind of take the role of a parent because my siblings wouldn't want to listen to the maid or whatever listen to my aunt. So they would listen to me. Early age, it took the role that then later on in life, it affected immensely. And I just started discovering this like maybe two years ago. And I was parentified. I didn't even know what parentification was until like a couple of years ago. And then I was like, holy crap, that's me. So all of that, that I had to take in my childhood, I brought up in adulthood and I still felt that I had to be responsible for people. And then after when I came to the United States and I was here living by myself for like six years and my mom had to come. That was a situation where if she didn't stay in the United States, she would lose her green card. And she didn't want to lose her green card because then my brother wasn't going to be able to come in. So she had to make the decision of staying. And that was also like a drastic change for her because she has her own life in Ecuador. And she had to just leave everything on the outro. One day she had to be here. So then I had to take her in. I've been living with my own for six years. Then my mom is here and I love her. But it was a lot for me. And then my siblings came in. So we were all in the, in the house. And I felt that I wasn't able to do certain things, like move to another state or do this, do that, because all oh, my siblings are still here. Once my siblings decided to leave the house, I started resetting them a little bit because I'm just like, how come you can do this? And I wasn't able to. But it's not their fault. It was mine because I always felt that I had responsibility. Even until recently, my siblings got married. The other one went to military. They're out of the house and my mom is still here. And I still feel responsibility. Like, oh no, I can't do this because my mom here, my mom there. But then I started realizing, and then with therapy, obviously, it helped me to realize that it's not my responsibility, that I need to really live my life. And that's why in the beginning, when I said, I'm just trying to really live life, is that's what I mean. It's kind of like really do things for me and not because I have to do it for other people. Feeling guilty because I feel, I don't know of you, but a lot of immigrants, a lot of us, we feel guilty of just having fun because we feel like we just don't deserve it, right? Like we need to do more. And then once we have more, then maybe we can have fun. But even so, we don't. So it's like a whole cycle. 
and that's how going back to my childhood, I think that's what happened. I mean, it wasn't traumatic, let's say, you know, because my mom always provided for us. We never really missed anything. I mean, I know we were struggling financially. Like there are times that my grandparents had to bring us milk and stuff like that. Like I did observe that like scarcity, let's say, but we always have something. We always had clothes. We always have food. We always had that. But I did see the struggle that we had, like my mom. So when I became older, I was like, I don't want to struggle. So I became the superwoman, Mr. Dependent. I don't need no man, blah, 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 right? And then for me, that was it, right? But then a couple of years ago, I realized I just want to be taken care of because little Kim needed that. And I had an exercise with my therapist where she made me cry because envisioned little Kim, what she needed. And it was just, oh my God, boy. Like, I just wanted to play with my dolls, but no, I was taking care of my siblings. It's a bunch of discovery for me in this past couple of years. My whole 20s, I just went by with life, blah, blah, blah. And then in my 30s, I'm just like, oh my God, who am I? I feel like I'm starting again. I feel like I'm in my 20s. So yeah, that's a little bit of my childhood. (laughs) I love everything that she said. And I feel like a lot of listeners, especially first generation, can relate to a lot of the feelings that you had. And that's why I always like starting off with childhood, because as you can see, while I was listening and you were telling, it's like, it always comes around full circle. Whatever it is that we've gone through, whether it was good or bad in childhood, it truly shapes us into the person that we are, whether it's good or bad. And that's why I'm just like, It's so interesting to hear everyone's stories and excuse me if I'm wrong, but because you felt so restricted in childhood, now you're in your moment and your seasons like I'm going to do all the shit that I couldn't do before and I'm going to live this life that makes me feel whole and within because I couldn't do that as a kid. Do you agree? Absolutely. And that's why I'm 35. I don't have kids. My dog is my child, but I don't have actual children. I don't think I'm going to have children. I don't have a husband. None of the stuff that like people at this age are like supposed to. Yeah, exactly. I don't. So I'm doing all these things. I'm traveling. I'm going to concerts, all these things. And people be like, oh, yeah, calma. You know what I mean? Like settle down. No, because all the things that you were able to do in your 20s, like I still did stuff in my 20s. I'm not going to say that I was like, oh, my God. Now, I just want to really have fun. Kim wants to have fun. I just want to live. I just want to do things that bring me joy, prioritize things that are going to bring me happiness with myself. Because I think I used to do a lot of things because I had to, because it was the right thing to do. Efe, yo lo que me la gana, literally. You could curse on this podcast. You could say fuck it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. So right now when you were asking me that question, I thought of a circumstance that I had when I was in college. So we were graduating and you know how they have end of the year, end of like whatever trip we were supposed to go on a cruise and I was not going to go. I was supporting myself, everything I was paying for my apartment, everything. So I was just like, maybe I shouldn't. Now I'm realizing that was me. That's just trauma that I have about like, oh, I have to take care of money. I have to save the guilt of having fun. But then someone convinced me, he's like, you deserve this. You've been working so hard. You've been working full time, going to school full time and you're graduating. That's a reward. And I went, I went and I was so happy I went because that kind of opened up the door for me to start traveling. Because I'm like, oh man, I went somewhere else. I came to the United States and that's it. I didn't really travel to other countries before that. And then before that, nothing. So. I was just like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to do it. So now traveling is a big part of me, you know, and everything comes full circle. like, oh my God, this is why I was this way. Mm-hmm. And I just want to highlight a word that you said you deserve. I think a lot of people struggle with that self-worth that they have. And you don't want to live this life of regret of being like, damn, I wish or I should have. No, fucking do it now because you never know. And that's another conversation for another day, but you never know 
when's your last day on this earth? So fucking do it. You deserve it, damn it. All right, so now let's talk about your amazing podcast, Chisme That Matters. Talk about that journey. Why did you start it? What is it about? What's your purpose behind it? Take us on that journey. So everything started in the pandemic. (laughs) Of course, like everything else. (laughs) And I was so inspired by Janice, obviously your sister. I mean, you know who Janice is. If you don't, I don't know what rock you living under. <laughs> exactly. So I remember when she started her podcast, sis, it's amazing. I was like, I think one of the first supporters, like she can attest that I was just hosting. I was listening, sharing with everybody and then listening to it. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I remember one day, obviously we were in quarantine. So I was talking with a friend from Canada and we were having a conversation about women empowerment. And then she's like, girl, I love having conversations with you. I see you as someone who can just speak truth and help other people and I was just like oh thanks and she's like maybe you should start something like and I was just like oh I was thinking about doing this this and that never in my mind oh Kim can have a podcast and she was like I think you should and I was like oh no every day after that I was thinking maybe I should I think I was talking to Janice and I texted her and I was like oh says look and she's like oh my god do it do it do it do it do it so back then I had a online store called Vive Tu Vida so I wanted Vive to Vida to be the brand. So I was like, I'm going to call it Vive to Vida podcast. I call it that. And then the little phrase, I put Vive to Vida podcast, aka Chisme That Matters. It's still like that. But then I realized that someone else had a Vive to Vida. And I was like, I don't like that. I want it to be unique. So I think I had three episodes. And when I was interviewing people, people were talking about it. It's like, oh, Chisme, Chisme That Matters, Chisme That Matters. Maybe I should call it Chisme That Matters. That's unique. That's what it is. And I remember texting Janice. I was like, should I change the name? You should do it. Blah, 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 blah. I actually, I had a coaching session with her. Yeah. And do it now because you only have three or four episodes. Who cares? And the reason why chisme matters because chisme, it's a way of communicating. But the thing is like a lot of people see chisme as a negative thing and it doesn't need to be that way. So I want to redefine that and have this word as something that is just we're communicating. We're having a conversation like right now. Estamos chismeando. But this is about a topic that matters. I'm not talking about Kim Kardashian. I don't give a shit about her. I don't know anything about those people. So I'm just like, I want to talk to people from my community. I want to tell our stories. We can inspire other people because you never know who you're gonna be inspiring. So that's how Chisme de Madre came about. And I guess the goal behind it, like I want to redefine this word and pass on this message so people can continue the conversation about this, about stuff that really matters, about mental health, personal finance. Let's just talk about it. And I love that. It's such my thing. And I'm like, yes, she understands the assignment. I'm so here for it. I love it. I love the the content that you create. And we're gonna get into a couple of things that you posted recently. But listening to what you were saying, I want to ask one of these questions that I had it later on, but you did the scary shit, you had an idea, you got out of your comfort zone, you started the podcast. What advice would you give my listeners when it comes to doing the scary shit or having that voice that's in your head that you didn't listen to right away? You're like, "Mm, should I know? But that voice is still there. What would you say to a new entrepreneur that has that idea? Should we do it? Should we not? At the end of the day, you need to do it. That's a response. However, it's always going to be those voices or a voice. It's always going to be that self-doubt. It's going to be imposter syndrome coming out. Literally the day before on Saturday, I had an event where I was going to be leading a class of dance and healing. It's been my first paid gig in a workshop like that. And I'm so excited. Driving there, I was like, what am I doing? 
who am I to be in this class? Like, what if the women don't feel what I want them to feel? All these things. And I was just like, no, Kim, this woman who hired you saw something in you that you don't see, but you have to let it out. I'm going to just do it. My intentions are good. And this is what I want for the woman to come about. And it's going to happen. And I just did it. It's scary as fuck, but I did it. So for those out there, you're going to be scared. Human nature. You have to be scared. But if it's really in your heart, if it bothers you and you keep thinking about it, just let it out. It's when you want to poop, right? It's there and you want to hold it because you're like, oh no, I don't want to poop. Or like when people don't want to poop in public spaces, yo, that's just not good for you. You need to let it out. That same thing. They're not good for your mental health, your sanity. So let it out and just go for it. You can do it. Do it scared anyway, because I'm sure you felt amazing after the workshop was over. I had all these fucking stupid ass thoughts for what? I killed it. Our brain can be an asshole to us, which is something that Kat Del Carmen, shout out to her, she said during Manifiesta this year, and that really stuck with me. Your brain can be an asshole to you, and your brain is here to protect you. But in order for you to level up and in order for you to reach the level of success that you want in your life, you have to do the scary shit. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's uncomfortable. But I've lived a life of being stagnant and complacent. And that got me fucking nowhere. We're not doing that anymore. All right. So now let's have some deep, real talk. Okay. So last week you posted a reel on Instagram where you talked about how you told your mother for the first time why you started going to therapy. And I know you're huge about mental health. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. I talk a lot about breaking the cycle and generational trauma on my podcast, So why do you think it's so important, especially you being a first generation Latina, to have these conversations around mental health? And how was that for you talking to your mom about it? Yeah, such a good question. Just to kind of give a little background to whoever is listening out there. I mean, I have done it a lot on my page, well, my old page, because Facebook suspended my pages. So I had to restart, but that's another story. The point is that I also have some of my episodes where I go deeper on that, but I started developing health anxiety a few months ago when after I got COVID because I got stuck on the island. I was about myself, quarantined and came back, started developing PTSD after that. And I started getting health anxiety. It was bad. I have never experienced something like that because I always like to have control over things, right? And that's another thing that I had to Don't learn. Like, <laughs> like, go because I was just like, no, no, no. I'm going to make myself feel better. So I will do anything that I thought that will make me feel better, like Zumba, okay, working out, this, this, and that. And while I was doing all these things that used to make me feel good, I was having anxiety. So I was just like, you're supposed to forget about things. I was like, oh my God, what if I have a heart attack? I couldn't walk my dog around the corner because I was just like, what if I can have a stroke right now? I had to come back. It was really taking over my life and I have to do something about this. So I started seeing therapy and she has helped me tremendously because we dive deeper into why I was feeling this way and all this stuff, right? And even now, I sometimes I still have those thoughts, but they're not as strong as they used to be. It's not like, oh my God, I'm staying home because I can't drive because I'm scared. No, now I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm exposing myself to things because you're not going to control me. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my mind. So I was really open about therapy with my family, like my aunts, my sister. I'm very open about things. I'm just out there. So with my mom, I feel like I had told her, but I don't think she'd pay attention to me. But then the other day we 
we were in the car and we were talking about different things. And I was like, well, this is why I see therapy because of this. And she was like, the best therapist out there is God. You need to have a good connection with God. And don't get me wrong. I love God. I'm a believer. I talk to God every day. But there were certain things that I can't listen to. That's why I think it stopped me kind of telling her things because for her, things like this are strange, right? But this time, I'm patient. I want her to understand. I want her to understand what I was going through. I was like, sometimes we need a professional to guide us. And I told her, what I love about my therapist is that she's a holistic therapist. So she doesn't tell you, you need to do this. She helps you to find the answer that you already have within. So I love that. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think this way. I told her she's this, this and that. She has helped so many of my friends. And then I explained to her what I was going through. And she didn't know that. She was like, really? And I was like, yeah, mom, I was going through this. It was really bad. I will cry. I will feel frustrated because this was controlling me. This was stopping me from being happy. I couldn't do it anymore. So I had to do that. Like, I will pray. I will try to all these things. I can say that I did have a disconnect with God. And then I feel like that experience brought me a little closer. And even till now, I'm just God, God, God. Back then I needed guidance. So she understood because she's like, I was going through my stuff when I was younger. I didn't have this. I had to get closer to God. I had to trust God. Aferrarme, that's the word that they use, right? Like trust God and have faith and this and that because he's the one that supported me through all of that stuff that I went through, all this other hardships that she had. Back then, they thought that having a therapist this was someone that it was like insane. So she was like, I understand now it's different. That was a beautiful moment between my mom and I because I felt like she saw me, right? And I saw her too. And instead of judging, we both understood each other. We are doing the best what we can with what we have. I still tell her, but we should go. And just to kind of sidetrack a little bit, like there was a post that I did in TikTok about how my mom used to repeat the same things all over. So in the past, I used to get very like, oh my God, here she goes again. Now I listen to her. She didn't really have someone to talk to. I am kind of like the person that she's letting it out. All of these things, things that I never thought that she went through, right? And a lot of people, they were like, oh my God, I never saw it this way. But there was a lot of other people that were very, very, I don't want to say negative, but like a little defensive about it. They were saying, oh, but I'm not my mom's therapist. Oh, but this is why I am going to therapy. That's valid. But then I was just like, it's so interesting to see how many people are still hurt. They haven't like really healed from that because when you heal, you forgive and you see things from different perspective. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right? Because if I still had kind of like that resentment towards my mom or something, I'll be like, no, judge. I don't want to hear it. I'm not your therapist. No, I want to try to do the best to listen to you, but also putting the boundary, right? Because because I still have to kind of protect myself. But it's just so interesting to see the two sides of being hurt still and being kind of healed. I love that for you. And I think it's such a beautiful moment that you were able to have with your mother. Same for me. I tried to get my mom to go to therapy for so long, but she's an old school Puerto Rican in her mid 60s. She's like, I don't need therapy. I'm good. 
I can be the one to change the cycle and heal my trauma. And it's not my job to fix what she's gone through, but I can hold space for her and I can come at it at a different way with the tools that I learned in therapy. And, you know, me and my mom, we've had some real ass conversations that I thought we would never have, especially growing up mental health therapy. That was not a thing talked about in our household. I'm sure that's for a lot of listeners out there of Latinx descent or just people of color in general. It's not normal and it's still normal, quote unquote, but somebody needs to break the cycle. And I love that for you. That's such a beautiful moment. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So there's another reel that you posted on Instagram, by the way. I just love like your authenticity and how vulnerable you are. You're such my vibe. I think it's so refreshing to see that side, especially of social media, because people only post the good shit, the wins, celebrations, but you post some real shit that people are thinking about. And you talked about five things that you've struggled with this past year as a Latina in your 30s. Girl, I can relate because I just turned 34 There's just a lot of shit that we're all going through. So I just want you to dive in deeper about that. What have been some things that you've struggled with this year? Let's start off with that. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are you having one of those days where you're struggling, looking for someone to talk to that isn't a friend or family member? Trust me, sis, I've been there and know exactly how you're feeling. Here at the Watch Us Thrive podcast, we are huge advocates for taking care of your mental health. This is why you need to sign up for BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you with what you're going through. There's a huge range of expertise in BetterHelp's more than 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help you may not be able to find in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to find out what are your specific needs and then you'll get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. You can then schedule your secure video and phone sessions with your therapist, as well as exchange unlimited messages with them. And remember that everything you share is 100% confidential. You can also request a new therapist at no additional cost anytime. Come join more than 2 million people who have taken charge of bettering their mental health with BetterHelp. Listeners of the Watch Us Thrive podcast have a chance to receive a special offer to get 10% off your very first month at betterhelp.com slash watch us thrive podcast. That's betterhelp.com slash watch us thrive podcast. Listen, sis, it's time for you to take control of your mental health and get the support that you need. Visit betterhelp.com slash watch us thrive podcast to learn more and sign up today. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Well, this year has been super interesting. As I mentioned, I got stuck somewhere that I have no one there. So prior to that, I was starting to feel like that health anxiety, but it wasn't as strong. And I think that this experience really triggered it. So going through it, I feel like it made me realize, obviously going through therapy and discovering a lot of things about myself, I thought that I was this independent, I am okay, I can do it all woman. I think I still have that, but I realized that I don't need to be that. So detaching myself from that identity that I have for the past, I don't know how many years, 
it has been difficult. I've been going through all the stages of loss, grieving, frustration, resentment towards myself. And also, I guess, towards other people, because I feel like because of them or because of their actions, I had to become this person that now I don't want to be anymore. It's just been like a whole shift of an identity. And I actually just posted an episode about it too. So sometimes when, you know, we're in your 30s, you think, oh, you already kind of have everything said, who you are, who you want to be, what you want to do. And I thought that. And then this past couple of years, everything has changed for me. And it's been hard to detach myself from that. It's been really hard. And people be like, oh, that's that thing. No, it's not because this is who I thought I was. And now I have to find myself again. And it feels a little frustrating because how is it that everybody else knows what they want? And I'm here still figuring it out in my 30s, right? Let me tell you something. A lot of people out here are pretending to know what the fuck they got going on, but it's just a facade and they out here struggling behind closed doors. But I think it's so beautiful about you is that you are putting it out there for the world to see and allowing people who are feeling the same way to be like, damn, I'm not the only one. Because that shit can feel so isolating. I've had those same thoughts too. Damn, I'm 34 years old and I still live at home with my parents. I had to end a physically violent relationship and move back home. And I had to start a new career path and all of these things. And then comes the comparison to my sister who, in my eyes, did everything the right way. Not even knowing that she was going through shit too behind closed doors. And it's just, we all got shit that we're going through. So own it. And I think it's beautiful that you're in this season of a rebirth in your 30s. Me too. I feel like after leaving that relationship, I went to the lowest point that I ever have been in my life. I am now in my season of rebirth of the phoenix rising from the ashes and becoming this woman that I never thought I could be. And even with the ups and downs that have been throughout that journey, I just think it's so beautiful that we have the choice and the opportunity to change if we want to. So own that shit. Who gives a fuck? It's my story and I'm owning my story and same for you. And it's interesting because, yes, it's true. A lot of people are struggling behind doors. Like you think they have things that you think you need, right? But then you don't and you're like, oh shit. And it's hard to own it though. It's a process. It's a journey. We all want to be in that space where we're like, yes, I love who I am. I love myself. But that shit is hard. And whoever's so confident about like, oh my God, I love myself. There's going to be a point where you're going to not feel confident, right? And that's what happened to me. Like everybody saw me as this confident person, go-getter, hustler, this is and that. And then when I went through this experience, I just feel like shit. And I remember listening to the Queen of Confidence, the Confidence Chronicles podcast. I don't know why I did not listen to that episode. I listened to other ones, but not that one. So like I lost my confidence. When I listened to that one, oh my God, it made me feel so seen because that's exactly how I felt. And I was like, okay, I'm not the only one. It is important to share things that you're going through. And a lot of people might think, oh, you're oversharing or who cares? No, a lot of people care because I started Googling, I started seeing and TikTok videos too. And just like, okay, so... It's not just me. I'm not crazy. Yeah. So I have to shed a lot of those things, a lot of layers about myself, right? I just want to have a slow living momentum right now. And I didn't know how to do that because like I said, I was the hustler. I was always doing something. Okay. I was a Zoom instructor. I have my business on the side. I have my full-time job. I have this. If I was not doing, who was I? Then when I stopped doing things, it felt kind of like I was going through withdrawals. 
when the pandemic started, that's how what I was going through because I couldn't travel for work. I was not doing a lot of events. All the things I was just like, who am I? So I started doing other things. I started working out. And now, so, okay, me now went through the other experience. I feel like shit. It's been a lot of changes. So now I don't identify myself as this hardworking Latina hustler. No, working so much was a badge of honor. Oh yes, I am always doing this. Now I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I work what I have to work. And then I close my laptop for work and that's it. I work from home and it's been hard because sometimes I was just focused on work that my personal life was non-existent. And then now it's kind of like, no, I want to have a personal life. I want to do my own things. I want to talk to my friends. I want to go dancing. I want to walk my dog. I want to get my nails done. Like I'm 35 and I just started going to the nail salon two months ago. I love that for you. I love that. And I just appreciate your self-awareness and being open to change, which is something that's really hard for a lot of people and embracing those moments of challenge that do come up and will continue to come up, but just doing it anyway. So. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. All right. So I want to know, what would you say is the most important thing that you've learned about your own mental health this year? That I have to put myself first, whatever that means. It is, it is hard as hell because coming from someone who has always been putting other people's needs first, taking care of people, taking care of myself, what is that? I never, never used to go to doctors before. I could be dying and I was like, I'm fine. No. Now because of my health anxiety, I like, I go, me pica la cabeza and I'm just like, okay, I gotta go to the doctor. So, <laughs> no, no, I'll calm down. But I learned that I need to really be present in order for me to take care of it. Because if I'm not present, I don't know what I really need. If I'm thinking about the past and if I'm thinking about the future, my mental health is going to be wacky. So I really got to be present. And that's a really difficult thing to do. Like I read this book, Atomic Habits. It helped me tremendously to kind of set little habits that I could do now that it has helped me with my mental health. Like running has helped me tremendously, reading all these things. And now I'm reading The Power of Now. That is also a really good book. It's just kind of reinforcing things that I've been going through like therapy, but it's so hard sometimes to think in the present, but I'm trying to do that. And taking care of your mind, taking care of your heart, it's very important. So just do things that are going to really make you feel the joy. And I heard something, I listened to this pastor, Kevin Fernick. He was talking about how we don't choose joy. We can't choose joy. What we choose is the priorities that are going to help us to get to joy. And I thought it was so powerful because I was like, oh, I choose joy. How are you going to choose that if you don't even know what brings you joy, right? So you're going to prioritize things. Okay, if you know that running brings you joy, prioritize running. If you know that go and get your nails done, maybe get your nails done. Whatever is that is going to help you with that. But be present with yourself. Really understand. Get to know yourself. I feel like we need to get to know ourselves. It's going to help us taking care of like this up here, right? I love that. I really love that you said that because I think a lot of people, the relationship that they neglect the most is the one that they have with themselves. And at the end of the day, if you're not secure and you don't know who the fuck you are, that's going to manifest into so much shit in your own life. The relationships, the work, family, money, all of these things. So being okay with being selfish and not having the word selfish mean a negative thing is something that a lot of people need to work on, myself included. I don't see being selfish as something bad at all. It's just like taking care of you. 
who else will be? I mean, we have to stop thinking that someone's going to come into our life to save us. You have to save yourself because once you learn how to save yourself and keep yourself safe, no one is going to be able to fuck with that. No one. I couldn't ask for a more perfect segue into my next question, talking about like saving people. So what would you say is your superpower? My superpower, I feel have this power of creating space for other people. The cheerleader, I'm always the person who hypes you up, the person that if I see you and you have something, I'm like, yo, do it. I see you do this, this, that, go for it. And then push people. I feel like that's it. And I know that God has put me in this earth to help other people because ever since I was a little girl, I was always yo and iglesia on church. I wanted to always help people. That's always been like acts of service is my thing. That will translate into my adulthood, right? I love doing that. Like I love pushing people. I love that. And I just want to add on the way that you're out here twerking with Bad Bunny. Like I love that shit. <laughs> I love those videos. You want to talk about a cheerleader for Bad Bunny? That's Kim right there. <laughs> Yo, for real, we're going to manifest that shit, okay? All right, so part two of that question, what would you say is something about you that still needs some work, some improvement? You never stop kind of improving yourself. There's always space for improvement, but I think believing more in myself because I feel like a lot of people, they just see me, they're like, Kim, you are this and that. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I am. And then, and like, I know, like I'm confident in a lot of things, but then and all those stuff, I'm just like, maybe not, but then other people see it. So I feel like I need to see my light a little bit better. So I'm, I'm working on that. I agree 100%. I feel that same way. There's people out there telling me like, yo, you're killing it. Am I really? But I think it's beautiful to be vulnerable and have someone else share those same thoughts because like we said before it can feel like we're the only ones thinking those thoughts and feeling those feelings so thank you for sharing that but let me tell you something you are out here killing it okay and this is only the beginning for you all right so as we start winding down this conversation i'm gonna ask you the questions that i ask every single guest that comes on so for the first one what has been one of the hardest life lessons that you've learned as an adult be grateful about the life that you have. Me wanting always more, 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 right? As a hustler, where I am right now, I'm okay. I could do better, but doesn't mean that I don't have enough. I have enough. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I have family, all these things. So just be grateful about the little things. Mm, I love that because I think a lot of people don't celebrate the wins that come in their life. They reach that certain level and they're like, okay, what's next? And they don't even sit in the moment of what they've been able to achieve. Like think about where you were this time last year and and how much you've changed in 365 days. Maybe you're not where you want to be, but honor that you're no longer where you used to be. Okay, you're on the Watch Us Thrive podcast. So what is your definition of thriving? For me, thriving is just feeling genuinely content with who you are, what you're doing, and the people that are around you. Whatever it is, it doesn't mean that you have to have a business. This is like, oh, she's thriving. No, you're thriving just by being you and being really, really happy with that. I think that's thriving. I love that. I love that. Genuine. That's the highlight word. You're genuinely happy with whatever season that you're in. I love that. It's a beautiful definition. All right. So let's go back to baby Kim, little girl Kim. Being the woman that you are now with all the life experiences that you've had, one piece of advice you would tell her. 
what would I tell her? And I'm going to tell you what I told my therapist in that session. Like she asked me the same question. I saw little Kim trying to play with, with dolls, right? And stuff. Just continue playing. Play, have fun. That's that. I love that. And thank you for sharing that vulnerable moment between you and your therapist. Because it's not easy. But I love that. Just be a kid. Because life is going to life. And some shit's going to go down when you're older. So just enjoy the moment that you're in right now. All right. So final question. Share an affirmation or a mantra that you practice daily and why? I've been saying to myself, because I do a little yoga in the mornings and whatnot, and I'm always telling myself, um, I am safe. My body is strong. My soul is authentic. And my mind, my thoughts are not me. Cut. That's it. That's the perfect <laughs> way to end it. That was such a mic drop moment. And I love that. I love that. And I think people need to talk to themselves that way. Like I am safe. I am healthy. I am whole. I am love. I am beautiful. Saying those things over and over and looking in the mirror. Yo, let me tell you something. My old life coach, before I worked with Erica, she had me write a letter of forgiveness to myself, but I had to read it and look in the mirror. And I was saying things like that. I'm sorry. I love you. Yo, you want to talk about a crying session? It was such a purge of all these feelings that were inside of me. And I think so many of us, like we said earlier, we tend to forget about ourselves. If anything, I think this conversation just goes to show, like, put yourself first. Honor yourself. Be okay with the things that come up in life because shit's going to happen. Life is going to life. Adulting is ghetto. But with the tools, therapy and working with life coach and just experiences, we're able to maneuver life in such a more beautiful way than what we had growing up. So I just want to say, Kim, thank you so much for this conversation. I feel so good every time I record podcasts with amazing people who share their authenticity and their vulnerability like you. So first, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Let my audience know, how can we follow you? What are you working on? What's the plan for 2023 and beyond? Please share all the tea. You can find me on Instagram at It's Kim Flow. Okay, ITS Kim Flow. And then I also have a TikTok account. I'm out there on TikTok. <laughs> and it's the same thing at It's Kim Flow. And then obviously follow the podcast on all platforms, Cheesemate That Matters. Go listen to the episodes, they're super cool. And what I am working right now, well, I've been writing letters to my anxiety. So I want to share that journal. I want to share the book with with people. So my goal is to put it out there. It's going to be like an ebook type of thing, nothing like fancy. So maybe it will resonate with someone out there. Maybe it will help someone out there and we'll see. So that's what I want for the end of the year, probably next year. I love that. And I'm just so excited to continue watching you on your journey. Keep showing up the way that you are. You're out here changing lives and you're just such an inspiration to not only me, but to a lot of women out there who are going through real life shit and aren't afraid to talk about it. So I just want to hold space for you. We got to do this again. We got to do like an IG live or something because I could continue this conversation for hours, but I just want to say thank you and I adore you. Oh, thank you. I love you too. <laughs>
You've reached the end of today's episode and I'm so glad you checked it out. If you love this new episode, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to get my show out to new listeners. You can let me know what topics you'd like to hear in the future or just show your girl some love. Share this episode with anyone you think will resonate with it. I'm super active online and love hearing from the listeners. So follow me at Watch Us Thrive Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can also follow me on Twitter, W-U-T Podcast underscore. A quick reminder, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, send an email to info at W-U-T Podcast.com and be sure to check out my website, W-U-T Podcast.com to stay up to date with new episodes, weekly blog posts, and more. As always, brand new episodes of the Watch Us Live podcast premiere every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sending you love, light, and healing. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.